Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, listening from depending on where you're connected from. I want to welcome everyone to another session of Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Thank you so much, esteemed Samakama, for the opportunity to lead to this experience. Esteemed family, today we're praying and we're still praying for the unjustly incarcerated. Our scripture is taken from Psalm 46, verse 1, the King James Version. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We pray fervently in tongues of the Spirit for the well-being of the unjustly incarcerated, declaring that they stay in health, comforted and full of hope as they await justice and freedom. We declare that every help, connection and resources that is needed for their well-being and freedom is being granted unto them at free cost in the master's name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Esteemed families, can you go ahead and mute our mic and speak in other tongues fervently? Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> 
Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love, for your greatness, for your kindness. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, O oh God. Lord, we know what it is, O oh God. So we to be heard cuts for a crime only not coming to God. Lord, we thank you for all those unjustly incarcerated. Lord God, we pray, O oh God, that the word of God will come to them, O oh God, bringing them healing, salvation, and hope, O oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare that a new life has come to them by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for their health, O oh God. We declare that they stay in health. Hallelujah, Lord God. We declare that they are comforted, O oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. They will get the justice they deserve, O oh God. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for answers prayers, oh God. From Jesus' name, pray. Amen. Thank you so much, esteemed Samakama, for the opportunity. Thank you so much, esteemed family, for being a part of these prayers. And I also want to thank the prayer team for their sacrifice and labor of love. Thank you. And right now, I can hand over to the praise team for the next session. Marika sun zupikira handa e kabarotu zupikika tunze ke para kunje kiraha oh hallelujah we worship you lord balagazege bahanda gera busun brikiraha your love is ever sure and in its steadfastness it has no end the glory of your reign and the greatness of your name, it has no end. Great God of love, I know your faithfulness, it has no end. I'll love you every day. With this very life you gave, it has no end. Oh, Lord, your sure mercy flows to all. Slow to anger, oh, abounding in love, oh, not for earthly glory, but for your praise. You created a masterpiece. You created me. Your love is ever sure. And in its steadfastness, it has no end. The glory of your reign and the greatness of your name, it has no end. 
great God of love. I know your faithfulness. It has no end. I'll love you every day with this very life you gave. It has no end. In all the stories told and heard, none describes the depths of your love. No, 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 none describes your love, oh God. Even till that none has puzzled out the vastness of space. Oh, all those who have waited just to see your end. Oh, you still love them. To their very end, your love is ever sure, and in its steadfastness, it has no end. The glory of your reign and the greatness of your name, it has no end. And, oh, there is no other, there's no love like yours. Oh, hallelujah, I have seen your love. It has no end. Oh, there is no other. There's no love like yours. Oh, hallelujah. We have seen your love. It has no end. Maragabasanta, Ilagabai, Shalagrandele, Gabasunta, Kobaya, Ragabasata. Baradagabasunta, Kretis, Belita, Gabas, Anta, Irakabash, Anta, Paradako, Saladagabai, Selekretis, Baladus, Salakabaya. Hallelujah. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Your love has no end. You are the God that loves for all time. You are that one whose love never stops. Love is evident for the world to see that we are your chosen ones, that we are your children that you shared your very life and inheritance with us. Your love is evident. Your love is unstoppable. Your love is unending. Your love is forgiven. Your love is for all time. 
Thank you for loving us so much. You gave us your spirit. You gave us your word to lead us in the way that we should go, to guide us in the path that we must walk. Thank you, Lord. As a rapture draws near, we have the confidence that nothing can separate us from your love. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Good morning, esteemed family. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Harriet, for the time of worship. And thank you, dear Sister Peace, for the time of prayers. Happy Sunday, everyone. And it's good to be back here. I've been connected, but good to be talking to all of you. And I want to thank you all for your love and support shown concerning the trip and the conference attended. Thank you so much. God bless you. Today's devotional article is very inspiring and it's something that as we come to a close of this um, ministry year of this month, um, you want to check where you are. You want to check what you believe. You want to check where your confidence lies. I try to say it's trust and rely on God alone. Praise God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. That's Proverbs 3 and verse 5. In a world filled with imperfect human systems, it's crucial to trust, to shift our trust from these fallible structures and wholly trust in the Lord. The failures and limitations of human systems serve as reminders to us that our ultimate trust should be in the one who is completely reliable, the Lord. Some time ago, news aired of a man who was planning to sue his state, his state government for being wrongfully convicted he endured 37 long years in prison for a crime he never committed. It's truly disheartening to think about it. Earlier today, we were actually praying for those who are unjustly incarcerated. So you see it here in the devotion. It really does happen. I have a friend who runs a prison educative institution. And um, some time back, I was... I was in one of the sessions. I was invited to speak to the prisoners in one of the sessions, and I was talking to them about taking responsibility for their life, leadership for them. And so after the class, we had to have one-on-one -on -one interaction with those who wanted. So there were counseling sessions, and I had to counsel some of them, and of course I led them to Christ. But I remembered very well a particular guy who had been in prison for years, and the crime he was arrested for, he didn't commit it. So there are such kind of cases. And when we pray, when we pray, we pray that God is able to intervene in their situations. And beyond human errors, there's justice brought to them. There are others who have remained behind bars for crimes they didn't commit as a result of the failure and inadequacy of the system and their government. Humans naturally feel the need to trust and depend on something or someone 
We weren't designed to be faithless. We were meant to have faith or to be trusting. However, because humans are fallible, systems run by individuals are also prone to failure. It makes no difference how lofty or robust you think the systems and structures of your nation or society are, they are still fallible. Trust and rely on God alone. Brothers and sisters, the emphasis is on alone. Don't trust God and trust another system. Trust and rely on God alone. Follow and live by his word. Trust the principles, the systems, and structures of the kingdom. The prophet Jeremiah, inspired by the Spirit, wrote, Blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. You can trust in God and hope in something else. So he added both of them. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat come, shall not see when sickness comes, shall not see when want comes, shall not see when need comes, shall not see when trouble comes, but her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit, whether it be fruit of health, fruit of promotion at work, fruit of productivity, fruit of um, wealth, whatever the fruit Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. Then in Psalms 37 and verse 3, the psalmist said, Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Cultivate absolute reliance on God instead of the frail or flawed human structures. He never fails. He's righteous and just, faithful and true. Trust him wholeheartedly. Praise God. You know that... Um, and funny enough, something strong came to my spirit yesterday during the healing streams. It was when um, the highly esteemed pastor, Matthew Senga, is actually one of our Zona directors in the Haven. He was sharing his testimony about his eyes. And, you know, when he talked about the fact that he had an operation and you were here in the countries where he was calling, where he went to have those operations and they left stitches in his eyes. I know Pastor Matthew Senga, he obviously didn't go to one quacked doctor. He went to a specialist. He went to a good hospital. They are not supposed to make mistakes. They are supposed to be excellent. But that's what the, the today's devotional article is talking about. The systems, as long as they are controlled by men, they are flawed. For many reasons, there are those individuals who are not diligent and excellent enough to follow attend, to pay attention to details and follow due process. Then there are demons that influence medical structures and systems, who cause men to make mistakes, who provoke death and destruction of lives through the medical system. You know, I find it, um, I, you know, sometimes you see, you see, you hear certain testimonies, especially with the healing streams, you see how somebody's going through something and um, they've tried every system, they've been everywhere. God is always the last bus stop, brothers and sisters. Don't make God your last bus stop. Let God be your first and only bus stop. Don't go everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Then when it did not work, you now come to God. It might be too late. And that's the problem that many Christians have faced. They've been through too far in destruction before they realized and turned to God. And for some of them, they did not have enough time to build their faith so that they could prevail against the situation. You know that... 
for 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 most of us connected here we we there, there's there's a place of um you know daily activities that sometimes can come with st- um, stress that probably affect our bodies when you begin to feel feverish when you begin to feel headaches and i'm using the word feel because pastor has made us understand that feeling and having are two different things you can feel headaches and not have headaches when you begin to feel pain in your body, when you begin to feel discomfort, when symptoms show up that suggest something, what, how do you attack it? Are you the one that is quick to get, ah, please get me Panadol. Oh, in your house, you people won't even have a first aid. You know, will I call it a first aid kit? Because there's a first aid kit that has um, um, stuff for um, home accidents and all of that. But you will have medical center in your house where you have all the kind of drugs. You that you are the mother, you are the mini nurse in the house, the supposed nurse in the house with all kinds of drugs. God is not your only bus stop. How do you attack the headaches? When you begin to feel feverish, ah, please um, give me, I don't even know their names anymore. I think the only one I can remember is Parastamon and Panadol. Give me so-so-and-so drug. That's the first point of call. Or do you lay your hands on the place and you say, in the name of the Lord Jesus, be well. Do you speak in tongues? Let me tell you something that happens when you speak in tongues. If you face a symptom and you speak in tongues, one of the things that would happen to you, if you require insight as to what the issue is, you'll get it. Do you know that it can be, the Spirit of God can give you insight and say, get your daughter to massage your head. It can tell you, pour water on your head. It can tell you drink two liters of water. Sometimes the headaches are coming from dehydration within the system of the body. I've said it here again and again. Your body requires two liters of water to work on a daily basis. If you don't give it up to that two liters, it begins to take water from your body. Your body is about 70 to 80% water. So it begins to take water from your body to use for its activities. And over time, your body begins to run out of water because it's taking water from where it's not supposed to take water. So if you don't give your body, those of you that are still begging to drink water, continue. Trouble is waiting for you in front. And I'm not prophesying, I'm telling you what it is. We're begging you to drink water. You will drink Coke, you will drink Sprite, you will drink everything. Water you will not drink. By now, you should have bottles that have labels to the quantity of water, you should be able to say how much water you drank on a daily basis. And if it is bottled waters, the um, water that you have, you have stored in your house, then you can tell how many bottles you should drink every day so that you can be, you can be sure that, oh, I've drank the required quantity. And you are even supposed to drink beyond the two liters that your body requires. Maybe an extra 500, maybe an extra 1,000. As you wake up in the morning, you can finish a liter. And if you drink warm water when you wake up in the morning, drink it one hour before food. It actually cleans your system. It will take out all impurities. It will wash your system. And you start the day on a very beautiful basis. Some will drop lemon inside. Some drop something. Some will do ginger. Whatever it is. But you see, these things are... That's what the Bible says. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. What's your knowledge about how your body works? How are you helping your body work effectively? So that your life will not be dependent on a doctor. My former boss, um, her, her elder brother, his wife, his first wife, had gone to give birth. It was a hospital here in um, Lagos. If I call the name, some of you will know it. 
His, his wife had gone to give birth many years ago, and she gave birth through CS. So almost one week, um, days later, after she had gotten home, she was still not, she was getting worse. By the time they rushed her to the hospital, what happened? They forgot a scissors in her womb. Guess what? She didn't survive and she died. That was her first son. Now my boss's brother had to remarry after some years. But that story is still there. So when we talk about certain things that happen, they are not far. They are people that are close. Mothers, you are, um, um, you are pregnant. You're connected here. You are pregnant. Your hope is in what doctor is telling you, right? Your hope is in what the antenatal sessions are saying. Or your hope is in God. Oh, I want to have a beautiful pregnancy. Oh, it's good. Attend the antenatal classes. But where's your trust? Where's the wisdom that you are working with coming from? How are you living your everyday life? What are you saying to your child that is inside your womb? The doctors are telling you that you might not carry the child to full term. Who is, who is, who is your doctor? A man or God? God says the pregnant woman would carry her child to full term. And even if the doctor is telling you everything is fine, everything is fine. Are you spiritually keeping your child in good condition? Are you talking to your body? Are you attacking it spiritually? Or you are running by doctor's report. Doctor has told some people that they were fine and they were not fine. Doctor has also told some people that they were not fine and yet they were fine. Remember the story of the switch reports? Two people had come for cancer tests. One was giving, the, the one that had cancer was giving the other person's report that didn't have cancer. And the one that didn't have cancer was giving the person's report that had cancer. Guess what? The one that didn't have cancer that was giving the report that he had cancer, he called his family together, gave them his will. He ended up dying. Information killed him. It was not the cancer. The one that had cancer that was giving the wrong report that he didn't have cancer, he went back rejoicing that he has his cancer free. He was still alive as at the time the other guy died. It's not the cancer that kills. There's a demon behind it. Brothers and sisters, trust in God alone. If there's anything you must have consistently in your house, let it be your communion. Communion is drug for every matter, for everything, whether it be health, whether it be family, whether it be business. And every time we have reminded us in this house that on any matter in on which you break bread, you would always win. You cannot lose breaking bread. It might take a while, but be stubborn in your faith. Continue breaking the bread and continue affirming the word. You cannot die breaking bread. You cannot lose breaking bread. Trust in God and in God alone. Today is Sunday. We'll move on to the next segment. Thank you so much. Over to you, esteemed um, Pastor Winnie. Thank you, Ma, for the Rhapsody of Writing segment. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you are connecting from. Happy Sunday to you. We are going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion, and I'll start with the further studies of the Rhapsody. Praise to Lord. Psalm 118, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Proverbs 3.5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Isaiah 26 verse 4, trust ye in the Lord forever. Praise the Lord. Let's take the confession together, please. Dear Father, 
I place my ultimate trust in you and your infallible word. I lean on your wisdom and understanding and wholly depend on you. Thank you for granting me the discernment and wisdom to live triumphantly every day and manifest your glory and righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We are going over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion and we are in the book of Titus. Praise God. Titus chapter 1, the message translation. I, Paul, am God's slave and Christ's agent for promoting the faith among God's chosen people, getting out the accurate word on God and how to respond rightly to it. My aim is to raise hopes, not pointing the way to life without end. This is the life God promised long ago, and he doesn't break promises. And then, when the time was ripe, he went public with his truth. I've been entrusted to proclaim this message by order of our Savior God himself. Dear Titus, legitimate son in the faith, receive everything God our Father and Jesus our Savior gave you. Caption, a good grip on the message. I left you in charge in Crete, so you would complete what I have left half done. Appoint leaders in every town according to my instructions. As you select them, ask, is this man well thought of? Is he committed to his wife? Are his children believers? Do they respect him and stay out of trouble? It's important that a church leader responsible for affairs in God's house be looked up to, not pushy, not short-tempered, not a drunk, not a bully, not money-hungry. He must welcome people, be helpful, wise, fair, reverent, have a good grip on himself and a good grip on the message, knowing how to use the truth to either spur people on in knowledge or stop them in their tracks if they oppose it. For there are a lot of rebels out there full of news, confusing and deceiving talk. Those who were brought up religious and also have known better are the worst. They've, been, they've got to be shut up. They're distributing, they're distributing entire families with their teaching and all for the sake of his first book. One of their own prophets said it best, the cretans are liars from the womb, barking dog, dogs, lazy bellies. He certainly spoke the truth. Get on them right away. Stop that disease talk of Jewish make-believe and make up rules so that they can recover a robust faith. Everything is clean to the clean minded Nothing is clean to dirty-minded unbelievers. They leave their dirty fingerprints on every thought and art. They say they know God, but their actions speak louder than their words. They are real creeps, disobedient, good, for nothing. Chapter 2. Caption. A God-filled life. Your job is to speak out on the things that make for solid doctrine. Guard older women into lives of temperance, dignity, and wisdom, into healthy faith, love, and endurance. Guard older women into lives of reverence so they end up as neither gossip nor drunks, but mothers of goodness. By looking at them, the younger women will know how to leave their husbands, how to love their husbands and children, be virtuous and pure, keep a good house, be good wives, we don't want anyone looking down God's message because of their behavior. Also, guide the young men to live disciplined lives. But mostly show them all this by doing it yourself. Trustworthy in your teaching, 
your word solid and sane. Then anyone who is dead set against us, when he finds nothing word on which George might eventually come around, guide slaves into being lawyer workers, a bonus to their masters, no talk back, no petty free. Then their good character will shine through their actions, adding luster to the teaching of our Savior God. God's readiness to give and forgive is now public. Salvations are valuable for everyone. We are being shown how to turn our back on a godless, indulgent life and how to take on a God-willed, God-honoring life. This true life is starting right now and is whetting our appetite for the glorious day when our Christ, when our great God and Savior Jesus Christ appears. He offered himself as a sacrifice to free us from a dark, rebellious life into this good, pure life, making us a people he can be proud of, energetic in goodness. Tell them all this. Build up their courage and discipline them. If they get out of line, you are in charge. Don't let anyone put you down. Praise the Lord. We have come to the end of today's New Testament reading. And say a big thank you to Mr. Maka for this opportunity. Do have a prolific day, everybody. God bless you. God bless you too, esteemed Pastor Nye. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. I'd like to start by thanking the esteemed Sister Maka for this great opportunity to take us through the Old Testament reading of our one-year Bible reading plan. Glory to God. Thank you, Ma, for an amazing wraps for the exhortation. Today we'll be reading the book of Jeremiah chapters 29 and 30 from the message translation. Jeremiah 29, caption, plans to give you the future you hope for. This is the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to what was left of the elders among the exiles, to the priests and prophets and all the exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken to Babylon from Jerusalem, including King Jehoashim, the queen mother, the government's leaders, and all the skilled laborers and craftsmen. The letter was carried by Elasa, son of Shaphan, <clears throat> and, Je and Gemariah, son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, had sent to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. The letter said, this is the message from God of the angel armies, Israel's God, to all the exiles I've taken from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and make yourselves at home. Put in gardens and eat what grows in that country. Marry and have children. Encourage your children to marry and have children so that you thrive in that country and not waste away. Make yourselves at home there and work for the country's welfare. Pray for Babylon's well-being. If things go well for Babylon, things will go well for you. Yes, believe it or not, this is the message from God of the angel armies, Israel's God. Don't let all those so-called preachers and know-it-alls who are all over the place there take you in with their lies. Don't pay attention to the fantasies they keep coming up with to please you. They're a bunch of liars preaching lies and claiming I sent them. I never sent them. Believe me, God's decree. This is God's word on the subject. As soon as Babylon's 70 years are up and not a day before, I'll show up and take care of you as I promised and bring you back home. 
I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Verse 12. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and wanting more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. God's decree. I'll turn things around for you. I'll bring you back from all the countries into which I drove you. God's decree. Bring you home to the place from which I sent you off into exile. You can count on it. But for right now, because you've taken up with these newfangled prophets who set themselves up as Babylonian specialists, spreading the word, God sent them just for us. God is setting the record straight. As for the king still sitting on David's throne and all the people left in Jerusalem who didn't go into exile with you, they are facing bad times. God of the angel army says, watch this, catastrophe is on the way. War, hunger, disease, they are a barrel of rotten apples. I'll read the country of them through war and hunger and disease. The whole world is going to hold its nose at the smell, shut its eyes at the horrible sight. They'll end up in slum ghettos because they wouldn't listen to a thing I said when I sent my servant prophets preaching tirelessly and urgently. No, they wouldn't listen to a word I said. God's decree. Verse 20. And you, you exiles whom I sent <clears throat> whom I sent out of Jerusalem to Babylon, listen to God's message to you. As far as Ahab, son of Kulahiah, and Zedekiah, son of Masaiah, are concerned, the Babylonian specialists who are preaching lies in my name, I will turn them over to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, who will kill them while you watch. The exiles, the exiles from Judah, will take what they see at the execution and use it as a curse. God fry you, God fry you to a crisp, like the king of Babylon fried Zedekiah and Ahab in the fire. Those two men, sex predators and prophet impostors, got what they deserve. They pulled every woman they got their hands on into bed their neighbor's wives, no less, and preached lies claiming it was my message. I never sent those men. I have never had anything to do with them. God's decree. They won't get away with the thing. I've witnessed it all. And this is the message for Shemaiah, the Nehelamite, God of the angel armies, the God of Israel says, you took it on yourself to send letters to all the people in Jerusalem and to the priests, Zephaniah, son of Messiah, and the company of priests. In your letter, you told Zephaniah that God set you up as priest, replacing priest, Jehoiada. He's put you in charge of God's temple and made you responsible for locking up any crazy fellow off the street who takes it into his head to be a prophet. So why haven't you done anything about muzzling Jeremiah of Anath Anathoth, 
who's going around posing as a prophet. He's gone so far as to write to us in Babylon. It's going to be a long exile. So build houses and make yourselves at home. Plant gardens and prepare Babylonian recipes. The priest Zephaniah read that letter to the prophet Jeremiah. Then God told Jeremiah, send this message to the exiles. Tell them what God says about Shemaiah, the Nehelamite. Shemaiah is preaching lies to you. I didn't send him. He's seducing you into believing lies. So this is God's verdict. I will punish Shemaiah, the Nehelamite, and his whole family. He's going to end up with nothing and no one. No one from his family will no one from his family will be around to see any of the good that I am going to do for my people because he has preached rebellion against me, God's decree. Chapter 30, caption, Don't despair, Israel. This is the message Jeremiah received from God, God's message, the God of Israel. Write everything I tell you in a book. Look. The time is coming when I will turn everything around for my people, both Israel and Judah. I, God, say so. I'll bring them back to the land I gave their ancestors and they will take up ownership again. This is the way God put it to Israel and Judah. God's message. Cries of panic are being heard. The peace has been shattered. Ask around. Look around. Can men bear babies? So why do I see all this Hey men holding their bellies like women in labor, faces contorted, pale as death. The blackest of days, no day like it, like it ever. A time of deep trouble for Jacob, but he'll come out of it alive. And then I'll enter the darkness. I'll break the yoke from their necks, cut them loose from the harness, cut them loose from the harness. No more slave labor to foreigners. They will serve their God and the David king I'll establish for them. So fear no more, Jacob, dear servant. Don't despair, Israel. Look up. I'll save you out of, far, out of faraway places. I'll bring your children back from exile. Jacob will come back and find life good, safe and secure. I'll be with you. I'll save you. I'll finish off all the godless nations among which I've scattered you, but I won't finish you off. I'll punish you, but fairly. I won't send you off with just a slap on, on the wrist. This is God's message. You're a burned out case, as good as dead. Everyone has given up on you. You're hopeless. All your fair weather friends have skipped down without giving you a second thought. But I delivered the knockout blow, a punishment you will never forget. Because of the enormity of your guilt, the endless list of your sins. So why all this self-pity, licking your wounds? You deserve all this and more because of the enormity of your guilt, the endless list of your sins. I've done all this to you. Everyone who hurts you will be hurt. Your enemies will end up as slaves. Your plunderers will be plundered. Your looters will become loot. As for you, I'll come with healing, curing the incurable, 
because they all gave up on you and dismissed you as hopeless. They got that, that good for nothing Zion. Again, God's message. I'll turn things around for Jacob. I'll compassionately come in and rebuild homes. The town will be rebuilt on its old foundations. The, the mansions will be splendid again. Thanksgiving will pour out of the windows. Laughter will spill through the doors. Things will get better and better. Depression days are over. They'll thrive. They'll flourish. The days of content will be over. They'll look forward to having children again, to being a community in which I take pride. I'll punish anyone who hurts them, and their prince will come from their own ranks. One of their own people shall be their leader. Their ruler will come from their own ranks. I'll grant him free and easy access to me. Would anyone dare to do that on his own, to enter my presence uninvited? God's decree. And that's it. You'll be my very own people. I'll be your very own God. Look out. God's hurricane is let loose. His hurricane blast spinning the heads of the wicked like dust devils. God's raging anger won't let up until he's made a clean sweep, completing the job he began. When the job's done, you'll see it's been well done. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that brings us to the end of the Old Testament reading of our one-year Bible reading plan. Once again, I'd like to thank the esteemed Sister Marco for this great opportunity. I'll now hand over to the affirmation team. Do have a prolific day, everyone, and God bless you. God bless you, too. All protocols observed, esteemed family, the affirmation is on the screen. Kindly and make sure now to I declare that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that wherever I go, wherever Lord, <laughs> <laughs> 
Hallelujah. Thank you so much for the opportunity, esteemed Sister Maka, esteemed family. The affirmation is only inspired by the word space. Please do take time to download. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I'll now hand over to the meditation team. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed um, Sister Francisca. Um, and um, today is 29th of October. First and foremost, today is the birthday of the highest in Pastor Joanna Phillips. Ensure that you find time to say a word of prayer for her and um, celebrate her too. Praise God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Today is day 29. <clears throat> Unending love is a theme for today. And it's two days to wrap up uh, um, 30 days of love walk. Today being the 29th day. Now meditation, of course, all the contents that you require, <clears throat> excuse me, they are on the Telegram um, channel. So you can click on the link in the chat, connect to the channel and then if you're not there and access all the details that you require. But we're meditating on Romans 8, verse 38 to 39. I am sure of this. Nothing can stop God from loving us. Death cannot do that. Life cannot do that. Angels cannot do that. Nor can demons do that. Nothing that, that happens to us now or that will happen in a future time can do that. Just a second. Praise God. Nothing that is high above the world can do that, nor anything that is deep below the ground. Nothing else in the whole universe can stop God from loving us because our Lord Jesus Christ, because of our Lord Jesus Christ, we know how much God loves us. Um, in this journey of love work, I believe that one of the things that have come to be established in your mind, in your spirit, in your soul, and the mindset that you have come to form is a mindset of God's unfailing, unending, unchanging, and unconditional love for you. By now, you should know that. By now, you should beat your confidence in that love. And this is just like the summary of it all. Nothing he listed many things and he says none of them, none of them can change it. None of them can stop the love. None of them can erase the love. 
none of them can change how God feels about you. This is God's word to you. This is God's word to you, inspired by Apostle Paul when he wrote the book of Romans. This is the word of God to you. Was it Apostle um, Paul that wrote the book of Romans? Anyways, this is God's word to you about his love for you. And you know that we agree with the word by affirming the word. And even today, as we meditate, we are saying again and again that I'm loved of God for all time. You find that as the second part of the 500 um, times, um, 500 um, 1,000 times um, a day meditation. So have confidence in that love. Say it again and again and again and again. And you see, one of the things that stop people from receiving from God is when the devil convinces them that they do not qualify for that thing that they want from God. When you know that somebody loves you, for those of you who have had people in your life who have loved you unconditionally, you know that no matter what happens, this person is for you. No matter what happens, this person will be there for you. And whatever you require, as long as that person has it, you will get it. Our God is not limited in resources. He's not limited in anything. If God loves you, that means you can access whatever you want at every point in time. Your understanding of love will determine the work of faith. It will determine your work of faith. How your faith works is based on your knowledge of God's love for you and how much you understand it. So today, remember that God loves you and it is for all time. We'll break bread in sealing this concept, this sealing this um, um, God's word to us even this day, that we are loved of him and that love will not change, that love will not stop, that love will not end. We are confident in his love and we know against all odds, against whatever happens in this world, against the troubles, whatever it is, we know that God loves us. First Corinthians 11 and verse 23, for I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you. As we break this bread, is there anyone in this house who is yet to come to terms with your love? Let this bread be the seal. Let this bread be the reminder that it was love that sent Jesus Christ to the cross. It was love that made you give the only thing that mattered to you the most, the very gift that you have, your own beloved son. It was love that made you give him as a sacrifice for us. That one is strengthened in your love even this day in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Please break the bread and eat it. Verse 25, after the same manner also he took the cup and when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, these two years after she drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as he eat this bread and drink this cup, he did show the Lord that till he come. Dear Lord, this is a cup of the new covenant of love sealed with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was everything and that sacrifice did everything. Thank you. The sacrifice of love, we remember it today and we remember that your love is for all time.
It is so. It will always be so. And we will draw confidence knowing that it is so. And our faith we do exploit. Our faith will prevail in all matters and all situations of life to the glory of your name. We would return with tremendous testimonies that testify of your love for us and how you want the world to know that you love us. Thank you, Lord. It is so in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please take the cup. Take the cup. Today is Sunday and ensure that you are in church today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for those giving an offering. They are blessed and all the works of their hands prosperous. Beyond their heart desires, you exceed all of their expectations in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Like we always say, this is not a church. We don't collect offerings here. So send your offerings to your church today, Sunday. If what you have is cash, take it along to you, with you as you go to church. Praise God. We wrap up the devotion now and I'll hand over to Pastor Deborah to conclude with the celebration segment. God bless you. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you so much, Mr. Makama. It's a delight to hear your voice. And it's the celebration segment. If it's your birthday, the birthday of a loved one, please do come quickly to the chat room and tell us about the celebration so we can join you and celebrate. Glory to God. Also, if this is your first time of joining us and inspired by the word, please come to the chat room and tell us your full name, what state or city you're connected from, if you are connected from within Nigeria. If you're connected from outside Nigeria, please let us know the name of the country and, of course, who invited you. Glory to God. Let's do that very quickly. Man to color brown. This is a kilo crono shakali bongri kiska faradation amanda kasataya. Lord, we thank you for everyone who's celebrating their birthdays today. We thank you for our loved one. We thank you most especially, oh God, for our dearest, most esteemed Pastor Diola Phillips, oh God, who you have used mightily, oh God, even concerning the healing school and the healing streams. We thank you, Makula Bashanta Kabaya. Elo Kongre Disco Paradesha Takabaya. You've used her mightily to bless many around the world, oh God. And even in this end time, Ami Lento Felongre Disca Pata Linda Kasha Lingra Doska Mato Kale Boshka Lingra Sufra Desco Lakoba Shanta Kalikora Ningadesh Toska Bela Hashta. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. She continually increases in grace. Hallelujah. She's walking worthy of you continually and doing more. And we thank you for all of our loved ones. Oh God. Yes, they are increasing in this love work. Hallelujah. They are strengthened in this love work. Hallelujah. They are blessed. Hallelujah. And they are going out and they are coming in. Hallelujah. And there's a testament of them that their lives, oh God, is one of increase one of fruitfulness and we thank you for every first time our god in this house we thank you yes because they are blessed they are blessed, O oh God, and the love of God is shared abroad in their hearts in a different dimension. They begin to see it tangible, and everyone around them sees it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Solution in Christ says, today is my brother's birthday. His name is Meshach. Happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to the highly esteemed Pastor Diola. The will glory to um, Diola Phillips. Um, okay, so we have a first timer. Oin Kasola Arinze, she's the first timer from Lagos, Nigeria, invited by Mrs. Onodja. 
Oh, via Mrs. Onoja's WhatsApp status. You are welcome. You are very welcome. We are delighted to have you. So we have another first-timer, Clara Oluchi. I was invited by our amiable lady, Amaka Mordi from Abia State, Nigeria. You are welcome. You are welcome. We are delighted to have you. God bless you. And this is the beginning of the rest of your life, the transformation. Glory, glory, glory. Congratulations, everyone. Thank you so much, Esteem Stamaka and all our co-hosts. We are delighted to have fellowship with the Lord today with you. So right now we're going to be sharing the grace and fellowship is church today. So ensure that you are in church on time. Let's kindly unmute our mics as we share the grace in fellowship. The grace yeah. of our Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love of God. And God bless us now forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. All we shall be in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Glory. Oh,